Hi, and welcome to the Win Win Podcast. I am your host, Shauna Simawang. Join us as we dive into changing trends in the workplace and how to navigate them successfully. When enablement can effectively communicate impact, executive leaders are 230% more likely to think that enablement is well aligned to their goals. So what is the potential business impact of enablement and how can you prove its value? Stacy Justice, the Vice President of Revenue Enablement at HashiCorp, is here to answer just that question. Thanks for joining us, Stacy. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and your organization. Sure, and great to be here. Thanks, Shauna. My name is Stacy Justice. I am, as you mentioned, the Vice President of Revenue Enablement for HashiCorp. HashiCorp is a company that's really focused on enabling companies to shift to the cloud operating model. And um, we're seeing that happen across the board with lots of organizations really moving from what we consider private data centers into the cloud and having, quite frankly, just kind of a hybrid mix of a mix of that. So we work with organizations to help them to better, better manage that from an infrastructure perspective. I joined HashiCorp about two years ago and I run the revenue enablement team. So my team focuses on enabling really all the customer facing teams, except for support. So we work from all of our SDRs all the way through to our customer success managers and services team. Well, I'm really excited to have you join us today, Stacy. You have been a high spot customer for a while, and I've had the privilege and opportunity to work with you and speak with you now a few times around. Stacy, from your perspective, and kind of given the macroeconomic landscape that we're facing, where many companies today are under pressure to do more with less, why is enablement mission critical for businesses today? And how can enablement help companies overcome that challenge of being able to do more with less? Yeah, that's a great question. Enablement's in kind of a perfect situation within an organization to help drive productivity. I think one of the things about enablement is that it has the, it should have, I should say, the flexibility to align and drive programs that will that will impact ultimate like key business metrics. So an example of this, I would say, could be overall pipeline generation, which is obviously mission critical for organizations today to ensure that they're generating enough pipeline to be able to generate enough revenue. Enablement has the opportunity and becomes mission critical when it starts to align its programs, let's say, account planning and helping and ensuring that the field understands how to do effective account planning. And when it starts to align programs like that to ultimate ultimate measurements of success. So if you're able to actually align those programs together from an enablement perspective, you can drive increased pipeline. Let's use that as an example, which is ultimately going to help organizations to be able to close more revenue, hopefully improve overall productivity, which is the ultimate measure of success, and actually drive to enabling those organizations to do more with less. But I think enablement's key there because it can look at those different programs that are going to influence the ability to drive productivity measurements, pipeline measurements, or ultimately conversion conversion ratios that are so important for an organization to be able to succeed. Absolutely. I think that's a fantastic way to think about it. Now, how can enablement practitioners go about showing kind of that impact of enablement really all the way up to their, their executive leadership to help them gain buy-in and support um, for continued investment in enablement going into the coming year? I think the first thing is that it's starting from business impact. So it's understanding what what's needed in the business. 
So if it's needed in the business to say, let's say just improve ramp time of a, of a new hire, enablement has obviously a really large role in that with, you know, assuming that they're running new hire onboarding programs. But if that's the key, then understanding that those new hire onboarding boarding programs are going to influence something that's really critical. And then, and then identify what measurement that is. When I look at that, I look at, you know, time to first deal, time to second deal. And I look at the amount of time that it takes and hopefully, you know, set a benchmark and then kind of work that forward and then put the programs in place that are going to make that happen, right? So if the goal is to decrease the amount of time it takes someone to close two deals by, let's say, a month, then then align the program to that. Make sure that you're enabling those reps with the skills, the tools, and the, the actions that they need to take to get there. And then make sure that leadership knows the influence that those programs are having. I think sometimes enablement teams forget to, they, they, they get caught up in things like completion or the program's done or the activity's done, and they forget to kind of measure the actual business result. And then they also forget to market it to those leaders. You have to tell those leaders exactly what work's happening, how it's influencing it, and then kind of take that forward. And I think that's really part of part of the game as much as anything is just making sure that you're, you're illustrating that to leadership. Absolutely. Now, I'd love to get your perspective on this as well, though, Stacey, because I do think you know, we are at a really trying time, I think, from an economic landscape perspective. So how have you seen enablement teams really differentiate themselves from being perceived by leaders as, you know, just another sales support function to really being seen as a key strategic function within the organization? Yeah, I think a lot of that comes down to partnership. And so in organizations that I've been in or that I've led, I've, I tend to um, have role-based teams. So I have folks who are assigned and, and enablement managers who support direct leaders. And I think the partnership with enablement and those leaders is really key. Leaders have a really defined set of what, of you know, needs. And they understand exactly and can help you understand and identify gaps in terms of what's happening. So some of this comes down to partnering with those leaders that you're supporting to make sure that that strategic partnership exists and that the focus is on improving those teams and obviously then ultimately the business metrics that you're able to measure it by. So I think that's I think that's one area. I think the second area comes down to then again aligning the programs that you're doing to business impact. That's just so key today. Right. So doing a program for a program's sake is just not going to help enablement appear as a strategic partner in the business. Um, so, again, it's it's consistently understanding what the business needs and aligning the programs to meet those needs um, with the partnership of the leadership that you're supporting. And enablement just has this unique position in a company to do that, um, to be flexible, to make that happen. And then, you know, assuming the team goes in as credibility of the folks that they're supporting, I believe it has a true opportunity to really influence behavior um, that'll help to achieve the metrics and the, you know, the business outcomes that the business needs. I'd love to dig in just a little bit more on this. How can cross-functional alignment with some of those partners maybe continue to further strengthen that business value that you're providing through enablement? Do you have a few examples you could walk us through? Yeah, sure. One of the things that I've always said is I think that enablement should be one of, if not the most cross-functionally collaborative team in the business. 
And part of that's because, you know, a, a lot of times enablement's almost like the filter between a lot of those different cross-functional teams and the field. A good example of that is the the relationship that enablement really needs to have with product marketing, right? So that relationship needs to be incredibly tight so that that information goes, I would say, back and forth from enablement to product marketing, you know, and vice versa around messaging, what's working, what's not working. Um, how do you take the messages the, you know, and the product marketing is creating? And then how do you apply that into the field? What does the field really need? Like, I think there's just so much opportunity for those teams to work collaboratively. I think that's the same case with other teams within, I'll use another marketing example, but I certainly don't think it's limited to that. Demand gen teams, um, working with them, uh, you know, and things like prospecting days. And, you know, I think there's a really good opportunity for enablement to partner with those groups, ensuring that the field has all of the skills and tools that they need to effectively, you know, prospect and then running programs with demand gen, you know, that can help and actually directly contribute to pipeline. Those are just two examples, but I think enablement you know, enablement stretches across so many different different teams in the business, and it's important for that team to, you know, have as much cross-functional relationships as possible. Absolutely. Now, again, you know, you and I have known each other for a while, and I know that you are extremely focused on being a business impact-driven enablement leader, which I love. You even have it on your LinkedIn profile. What are some key metrics that practitioners can use to measure enablement's return on investment and really demonstrate all of that business impact that we've been talking about today? Yeah, it's a great question. And again, it's a question I think that everyone's kind of struggling to understand. And I think there's some general things that enablement teams can do, but I also think that it depends on the company. But some of the general things are truly breaking down, for example, new hire ramp time and really looking at the metrics that are going to impact the business. So I always call it like I have leading indicators that are important to me from an enablement perspective and lagging when it comes to onboarding. Leading indicators are things like how quickly are they completing the programs? Are they finishing the certifications? Have they excelled within the onboarding program? And then secondly, the lagging indicators, which are more around what are they producing? How much pipeline have they created? How long did it take them to get to creating pipeline? how long to the first deal, how long to the second deal. So I think that's part of, that's an example just in terms of ramp time. But I also think, you know, my philosophy is always, and I don't know how this is seen in the industry, but my job isn't to create a team that's ready to go out and just like be able to succeed anywhere. Like I always focus on how do we help the team succeed here? You know, not that I don't care that these reps and these uh, SDRs or whoever you're enabling aren't successful in the future, but what I care about is right now. So I think the other thing about this is just like focusing on measurements that the company cares about, but also how do you help that rep be successful where they're at? So if that's, you know, how do I make sure that the rep on day one knows exactly what they're doing and how they're going to succeed here and what what prospecting looks like at whatever company you're working at or you know, down to the specific personas within that company and how they understand that or, you know, whatever that comes down to. But I think having focus of how is this team successful here? And then what does that look like from a business perspective of the company you're at is really important. No, I think that's fantastic. And and to the point around, 
you know, helping reps where they are, especially right now with how tough things are. Do you have tips on optimizing your enablement tech stack to, you know, really help your sales reps improve productivity? I have a few tips. I think the first is don't overwhelm the field with technology. There are some key things that you have to make sure you have that I think are just foundational and fundamental today. You know, a sales enablement platform, an LMS, you know, an engagement platform, and then maybe a conversational intelligence. I'm sure there are a few other things, but just foundational tools that I think are there and are important to have. But don't bog your field down with too many tools. And then also, don't bog your enablement team down with supporting too many tools. One of the things that I've seen is you you have to spend the right amount of time to set up a system so that it works well. And that takes time from sales operations. It takes time from enablement to really do it right. And then it's the continued and ongoing maintenance of it. And the more tools you have, the more your team has to focus on that and the less they might be focusing on qualitative programs. So I think that's just That's a really key thing. And ensuring that you spend the time to set it up in the right way. I've seen it where systems have just kind of been rolled out to the teams and it's just not done optimally from the beginning. So it becomes a mess at the end and not optimized, not adopted, and it's just wasting time. And so it's a matter of prioritizing both the systems and the work that you want your teams to do and recognizing that systems take work. Absolutely. To close, last question for you, Stacey. I'd love to hear about how you have used Highspot to improve the business impact of enablement within your organization. It's a great question. So we use Highspot's our enablement platform, and we're you know we're constantly working to evolve it and improve it. We use it in a few different ways. Obviously, as uh, our main sales enablement sort of repository for all of our content. But I, I will say we use it. I, I'll highlight kind of three different ways we use it. One is partnering with product marketing to ensure that you know the messaging and the playbooks and the work that product marketing does, you know, is is located in a central resource, it's optimized and leveraged by the field, um, and that product marketing has a true action that comes from a kind of, I would say, involvement in how that's done. We also use it for role-based pages. So I mentioned before that my teams focus on, you know, specific roles in each, and we have a lot of role-based excellence managers, and they use it to kind of have those role-based pages that are going to serve up the content that those different roles need. So it makes it a lot easier for someone to really find the content they need. And then finally, like, I think the biggest thing and is ensuring that it's an updated trusted resource. And I think that's been a really important thing for us, making sure that it's a key part of your technology stack, because once it's outdated, then, you know, and it's not working well, then it, you know, it's not going to help you. So I think the other thing that we've done is really make sure that that resource and that enablement platform and in the high spot is up to date and is trusted. I love that. And I continue to love partnering with you, Stacey. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast today. Thank you so much, Shauna. I really enjoyed it. To our audience, thank you for listening to this episode of the Win Win Podcast. Be sure to tune in next time for more insights on how you can maximize enablement success with Highspot.